This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Start the show with a big old gob full of dicks. How are you, sir? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Obviously, you know, the tone is already incredibly low for the show. You know, set it as we mean to start and carry on, I suppose. Just start at the bottom and tunnel down. Yes, indeed. Obviously, we are referencing Big Dick's Coffee and nothing else before anyone tries to... Even though they did ignore me on Instagram. They haven't read my message yet about sponsorship, but hopefully soon. No, ignorant. Oh, bad dicks. (laughs) Ignorant dicks. (laughs) Ignorant dicks. Rude dicks. This this is never, never, ever going to stop being funny. I'm not being... (laughs) To be honest, chain wrestling for a long, long time has effectively been... Um, best part of a two-hour show with roughly 45 minutes talking about wrestling and the rest of the time... <laughs> that, that's a good good week's yeah. episode. <laughs> and, and the rest of the time making jokes about farts and dicks and poo mm-hmm. and stuff. So, you know, nothing's really Half changed, for the to be fair. Half yeah, for exactly. the course. Exactly, exactly, mate. So, just the way it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sponsor us, big dicks, you bastards. Awesome tea bags. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's probably not the best way to go about getting a sponsorship, is it? To call them all bastards. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sight, the original, the first and the best. And I'm going to say that every freaking week until all the imposter shows are the same name as us. Fuck off. A Radio Jotaka's production. I am Sight, and with me as always is the phenomenal, to my sometimes impossible, the Siles Clash, to my embarrassing rash, but we're not going to cover that, as a personal matter. A podcaster who insists you can't see him. The podfather himself, Lord Mags. How is your week been, sir? Kerblab. It's been uh, interesting, fun. Yeah, we had a good time. We watched the cup final um, yesterday, which was a, a big barrel of laughs. Uh, 
especially watching uh, Chelsea's um, Twitter explode. Um, yeah, had a had a good time. UFC as well uh, back at the weekend, so cannot complain at all. And then I get to start a fresh week talking to you. Yay! That's the highlight, though, mate. Yeah, sure. <laughs> It's, it's yeah. certainly the 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 law. I mean the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bleary eyed again this week, Magsy, mate. It's just Mondays, isn't it? Like, because also I've got a proper job again. <laughs> you know, I've got a proper job again. Yeah, now. I've got a proper job again. Now. So Mondays now is like it's like a proper Monday, isn't it for me? Now? So I'm like yeah. oh, tired. You know, w- working that nine to five grand again, sir. Oh, I don't do that many hours. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm loving it, mate. I'm loving it. Starting my second week at my new job. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's great. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping it carries on going as well as it has done so far. So yeah. I, I know we spend a lot of the time taking the piss, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you are in a better place now, sir. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, so far. Just need to have the money start rolling in from it now. That you know, obviously Sharon's come. got her little venture that she's working on as well. So mm-hmm. you know, this time next year, Magsy. This time we next year, billionaires, <laughs> rodders. <laughs> oh, mate, we got to get on anyway. We got to get on because we've got an absolutely chocker show this week. Mm-hmm. The so CWF many. has smashed it out of the park oh, this week, as always, mate. As always, but this week was just like incredible. So many responses to the non-wrestling topic. Um, so many on Twitter. Some have come through to me on WhatsApp again. I'm going to read through them as best I can. Uh, if I miss any, I apologise. Okay, when we get to that. Matt Willis, show, we will miss yours on purpose. <laughs> you fucking, you absolute melt writing a fucking <laughs> script. I, I, I know you were going to be calm about it and not put them on blast, but that is ridiculous. An 18-page script. It's a quote, not a fucking manifesto. It's it's a long old speech, mate. It's a long old speech, isn't it? It's like, and it's a back and forth between like three or four different characters as well. So don't get me wrong, I enjoyed reading it to myself. But <laughs> it was it I, I liked it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a bit long maybe for the purposes of what we were looking for, but we will touch upon it when we get to that portion of the show. But Magsy, shall we have a quick look at who's joining us in the chat and then jump on with the Hall of Lane? We shall. Um, so, in the chat, straight away, Sharon, it's Monday, and you know what that means. Uh, Dan Griffin, evening folks, and he charms in on the big dicks. Uh, they they need to uh, they need to step up the game. Um, it's it's hard hard work uh, defending big dicks, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a. I don't want to be too stiff about it. I don't want to go off half cocked, but it's about time they uh, they pulled their act together. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Um, Dan asking if the tea bag line was intentional. Last week it was. This week completely accidental. And also <laughs> Scottish Danny in the in the chat as well. Uh, this weekend saw the uh, the the first meeting of the Council of Dan yes. uh, in that there uh, London. Uh, which was uh, interesting, a bit of a fallout as well, when uh, one of the, the Scottish version of Danny said that Chelsea was going to win the cup. Um, Sharon uh, saying that we should be receiving a parcel, and I did get an email uh, confirming that a parcel is on the way. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be uh, ex- waiting with a bit of breath for that. Um, and Sharon's going to do a takeover on Facebook at the more, so she'll be back and forth, but she can hear us all the time. Oh, that's cool. See, multitasking. Us blokes can't do that. Obviously, worse. Far, far, far more important. Yeah, exactly. 
But um, it's <laughs> Dan, uh, you mean Matt went overboard on something? I refuse to believe it. He did. He honestly did. And I'm sure Sal will show you the the script oh, that he mate. sent. Shall I, just, shall I just do it now if I bring it up now? Shall I just bring it you up You shall. Uh, bear with me just a moment. Okay. This is the start of the message. Apologies if it's not very clear. And obviously apologies to those on the audio podcast version listening later in the week. This is going to make no sense to you, but I'm too lazy to cut it out, so it's still going to be there when you press play later in the week. Um, you can see the start of the message there. Okay, that's long enough, you know? But what you can't see is just at the bottom here, it says read more. So you click on the read more, and it drops down, and then we have all of the That's a and and bear in mind. I mean, we'll get to it, but the 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 non wrestling topic was about quotations. Uh, well, I said, not, I said speeches as well. To be fair, but this is like a yeah, but not not Martin Luther King's "I Have a Dream" speech typed out in Comic Sans. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're probably knocking about this, are you? You're, you're angry. I'm not angry. I'm I'm as I'm <laughs> as as joyous as I was last week. So. Listen, it's on you to keep that up. Yeah, Don't bring me down like you did last week with your pernicketiness. I, I, well, no, I, I can never that. get cross at your cherubic face, sir. I wasn't being pernickety. I was. I, I really struggled to say that word then, pernickety. I wasn't being pernickety. I was um, just trying to make sure that we you know, answered the CWS questions accurately. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what it come down to. We'll, we'll not revisit that. No, that's that's in the past. Let's no. not let's not rake over old calls. No, uh, sh- there's plenty more that we can argue about. Sharon week, in express. the chat saying uh, she's wrote uh, books uh, smaller than that. I think I assume she means shorter um, than than that, just to be uh, pedantic. And Scottish Dan, uh, just just to show how how different the two um, um, uh, picks were. His his submission was six words. Matt's was six pages. <laughs> but, you know, I, I appreciate the commitment to the cause, Matt. So thank you very much for that, you know? <laughs> we do. We do. We actually, we're giving him grief, but we do appreciate it. I've just realised, looking at the screen behind us here, I'm, I'm assuming what I can see on the screen is what people can see on the screen when they're watching. Yep. I'm guessing. Yes, okay. Yep. So you've got just below you, the chain wrestling logo. There. Yeah. Just below me, it looks like we're sponsored by KFC. That's because the SummerSlam 2016 was sponsored by KFC. Yeah. It's a shame, and it, and it also, it looks at the top corner as if somebody called Mega Lewis 100 did this picture, um, which I don't know because I stole it off Google. <laughs> because Chain Wrestling says, fuck copyright. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, that is a T-shirt I'm working on because merch is coming soon. Trust me. It's going to say literally that. Um, <laughs> Magsy, should we jump into the Hall of Fame then? Hall of Lame, sorry. Oh, my goodness. And this is famous. Don't, don't get me wrong, so let's do it. The Hall What have you got for us, mate? Okay, so, as you know, I'm, I'm part of another wrestling podcast in a, a changing attitude. Are and where. You, mean yeah, you don't I, only do this one show. This isn't it for you. <laughs> this is certainly not it. If <laughs> only, sir, I had plenty of free time on my hands. You don't sit um, around the rest of the week just going, I wish I was busy. <laughs> yes. Is it Monday yet? No, yeah. still Tuesday. 
No, so I might not a part of another podcast with an amazing team that are, are way more entertaining than I. Uh, uh, Colin McAlde, part of that team. Uh, he's suddenly part of every podcasting team, I think, in, in the in the wrestling community, but also Ori's there uh, and Tanner. And we were uh, in the, the early parts of 1997, uh, but we did start back in 1996 when uh, one of... Uh, Probably one of the worst gimmicks um, uh, that wrestling's ever seen was was a uh, was a major part of the show. Um, the essentially the the revisiting of, of Diesel and Razor with fake Razor and fake Diesel, but that's okay. not that's not actually the the part that I want to put in because I'm sure that that deserves a spot all of its own. What I actually I want to like putting that in this week myself, actually, but I'm not going to carry on. <laughs> well, it's 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 still up there uh, to put in because I want to focus on a, a specific part of that storyline, and it's one that was such a misfire that um, it it kind of took a long time for for uh, wrestling to 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 get over it, and it was turning Jim Ross heel. <laughs> The best commentator in the business at that time, arguably still one of the best commentators in the business. Now, the guy's had a a 40-year career of being the voice of wrestling from uh, uh, the the best play-by-play, had amazing uh, teammates as commentators, uh, going back from Paul Heyman, Jerry Lawler, even struggled with, uh, with, along with Vince McMahon. But they, they turned him heel to be the... The kind of manager for for uh, Razor and 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 Diesel, and it just went down like a fart in church. Oh dear, dear, dear! He clearly wasn't comfortable with the situation. Um, he um, he did get the opportunity to air a lot of maybe uh, real grievances that he had with with WWE, especially focusing on uh, him being fired for Bell's Pauls there and being stripped of uh, of, of multiple jobs um, and being passed over for for. Pay- views but it's just the voice of everybody's childhood who was a wrestling fan being used in what was always going to be a flop of a storyline uh and being turned heel and then turning back face with no kind of explanation on it yeah it's uh the jim ross heel turn that goes into the hall of lame for me this week yeah it was horrible and it was an absolute shambles like you said there Maxie, turning him back with no explanation as well it was just a bad it wasn't even like it wasn't even like it was a well done turn and then the character just sucked. Mm-hmm. The whole thing sucked. Yeah. There was no redeeming factor of it. Mm. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. No one very, very worthy of its spot in the Hall of Lane. I am gonna go back a little bit further than that. Okay. Um the individual when Lex Luger and <laughs> Barry Windham we're rocking about. There will never be a mention of Barry Windham with regards to the Hall of Lame. I will simply not have it. I will throw a tantrum, I will pull the plug on the show, and I will walk out. The stalker. Not gonna happen. Still Barry Windham. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Oh yeah, next week. That's what's gonna happen now, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. No, it's not Barry Windham, the stalker, or anything like that. Uh, however, it is someone who does have quite a bit of uh, experience, I guess, wrestling in similar circles as Barry Windham in the 80s and maybe a touch before, because he was actually one stage, one half of the Fabulous Ones, which was a tag okay. team that knocked around similar time, similar circles. But however, when this individual made his way to the WWF, he didn't come in as his actual name. He didn't come in as one of the Fabulous Ones in a tag team or anything like that. He came in as an alligator hunter. 
Are you slating Skinner? Yes, I am. Really? Yes, I am. Absolutely, my friend. Mm. Absolutely. That's that's a hot take for me. Really? Yeah. It's Steve Kern. Is he called Steve Kern? Yes, that's right. Steve Kern. Yeah, he was. He was also Doink the Clown at one stage. Yeah. So uh, we've spoke about him on uh, one of the, uh, the the that nineties wrestling podcast uh, pay per view reviews, uh, and he essentially came to WWE as, as a kind of final payday. Um, yeah. So he was very kind of. Um, he, he was high up on the card. He, I mean, he was never in the in the the, the spots to challenge for titles, but he certainly uh, made the most of his uh, of his running in in the WWF. Yeah, the gimmick is a bit dated now, but at the time, I thought that was a, a decent gimmick, and he, he was a decent wrestler as well. Oh yeah, no, I've got no issues at all with Steve Kerr himself, and you know he, he did well as one of the Doinks. He did uh, great stuff in the tag team days beforehand. I mean, it's a stupid, like 17 tag title reigns in the AWA or 20 tag title reigns in AWA or something daft, like that. a crazy amount. Anyway, my issue is with the stinger. Uh, sorry, the stinger. Skinner. The stinger. My issue is, we can fuck off with that. <laughs> my issue is with the Skinner character and the vignettes themselves. Okay, it is absolutely shocking. If you go back and watch some of these vignettes of when Skinner was going to be debuting, and he's coming up through the water, and he's supposed to be in the in the Everglades and the swamps and all this sort of stuff. Okay, but he's like completely clean. His hat is got his hat is brand new. You know, his knife is like sparkling in the sun, and he's there going, "Oh, I'm going to catch myself some gators, and then I'm going to come to the WWF." So, like, okay, those two things make no sense at all when you put them in the same <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Unless he was on the the kind of Florida loop. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, this is the the biggest issue. Well, a couple of other issues, issues I've got. The stupid little crocodile claw that he used as an outside weapon. Mm-hmm. That was just bloody ridiculous. Yeah. Let's be honest. The, that was the, ridiculous. The tobacco chewing. And that's the biggest issue, mate. That's the biggest thing I've got about it. He's talking. <laughs> the chewing tobacco. Not no, the... It's, not the chewing, it's not the chewing tobacco. It's the fucking, it's the spit and the gob and bleh, you know. And there's a there's a there's one vignette on. You can find it quite easily on YouTube. Maybe you just type into YouTube though, Skinner and it, WWF and it comes up. He's talking away about coming to face Hulk Hogan and uh, that big fella, the Ultimate Warrior, and all this sort of stuff. And as he's talking. It's, I don't think it's intentional because he it's, it's, almost takes himself by surprise. But this big dollop of brown tobacco spit just flies out and dangles on his beard, and it makes me wretch, mate. <laughs> it makes me wretch. That, so that's what I'm that's what I'm putting in, mate. I've got no issue with Steve Curran beforehand. No issue with him after. Good luck to the fella. But Skinner, nah, straight in the hall of lame. I mean, normally we have really kind of similar. Uh, mentalities when it comes to wrestling all joking aside with the, with the Lex Luger and Barry Windham bullshit but that's a spicy take hmm I don't know if I, I may have to uh, I may have to take Dan Griffin's advice veto it Mags he says mm-hmm. there in the chat mm-hmm. can't do that mate can't do that that's not, that's not, like, that's not this show is it, 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 it that's fair I think it's um, Sizeman an absolute fool of himself with that pick but let him fall on his sword sir whatever mate whatever <laughs> <laughs> You're putting the greatest commentator of all time in the Hall of Lame. You should hang your head in shame, pal. Yeah, <laughs> when he was at his very worst. When he was and Mr. Steve Curran at his very worst. He was getting a final pair there before he rode off on into the Everglades. I've got, I've got no issues with that. I've got no issues with that, mate. Bill's on his fan ball. 
you know, it's fun. <laughs> Bills have got to be paid. I've got no issues with that at all, mate. But it's just a shit gimmick. And that's the whole point of the whole thing. It's a shit gimmick. He's a fucking crocodile hunter. It's a shit gimmick. Okay. We'll agree to disagree. I think you're wrong. I think I'm right. So. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> those are your Hall of Lame entrants this week. Jim Ross's horrific heel turn and Skinner. Both, both thoroughly deserved. <laughs> Hashtag uh, justice for Skinner. I think justice I'll start. for Skinner. Bollocks. Uh, okay, before we get on to this week's non-wrestling topic, I want to really quickly touch upon last week's. We did a Ask Us Anything again last week and had fantastic interaction once again from everybody in the CWF absolutely. Twitter and all absolutely all, you, you, you lot are fantastic give yourself you really a massive round of applause you are absolute legends it's it's literally I, I sound like a stuck record but this show does not exist without you so <laughs> you're awesome however one question came in after we'd already recorded the live version and that was from at handy T1TF so I okay. thought we'd quickly answer it now Magsy um, the question Handy asked was uh, our top three male UK vocalists. Okay. So it's quite specific. It's, you know, male and it's, you know, UK singers. Uh, what have you got? Have you got any that you sort of stand out to you hugely? Uh, yep. So um, number one is probably Richard Ashcroft. Okay. Formerly, formerly of The Verve. Um, number two. Hmm. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I, I mean, this is gonna show my kind of indie roots. Um, right. But um, I think Liam Gallagher, um, okay. even though it's very kind of rough and it certainly is not someone who's gone to any kind of vocal training school, he's got a, a, a passion there, you can tell. Um, and then I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Paul Weller right, for, okay. for the third one yeah again really reve- uh, like revealing my indie rock roots there yeah yeah definitely I mean for me it's very much in the sort of hard rock heavy metal kind of bracket uh, I, as, I, as I, I, I would be shocked if it was if it was pop yeah, if you yeah, if, yeah. if you went Robbie Williams, Gary Barlow, Mark Owen, I would be <laughs> I would be shocked. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden is one of my favourite singers of all time. Absolutely fantastic. Um, I love the band Thunder. So Danny Bowes from Thunder, I think, is superb as well. That guy's vocals are just absolutely insane. third one i really struggled with even though there's so many out there it's just it's, it's like being put on the spot you know and mine just kind of went blank you know i really struggled with that one so you're just going third, with two, third, third singer sorry so you're just going with two no 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 uh, i i really enjoyed blaze bailey's work solo stuff it, it, he sounds better now as he's getting older mm-hmm. than he ever did when he's back with maiden or anything like that uh i mean there's just so many out there that are, that are incredible i mean it depends how you want to go for it as well i mean i love Lemmy from Motorhead. 
but you wouldn't describe him as a great vocalist or anything like that, would you? It's just like very it's, unique sounding. Yeah, the, I'd say more unique than than great, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Paul Rogers as well is is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Eddie Mercury in, in the chat—that's a great one. Yeah, that's a great shape for Eddie Mercury as well. Yeah, there's so many, so many. I mean, straight away, uh, Bruce Dickinson and Danny Bowes from Thunder straight away came to my came to my mind. After that, narrowing the last one down is 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 just so difficult. I mean, I think I would give a shout out maybe to Ali Jones. Okay, what from the Snowman? Yeah. We're walking in the air. Being able to hit that note—that's that's got it. Sometimes that was that was immense. That was that's, that's blatantly getting clipped. <laughs> Anytime you sing, it ends up on the intro to the show. Are you aware that's, of that? I'm fully aware. I am fully fully aware. It ends up on TikTok now as well. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> oh, is that what I show on TikTok? Hmm? Is that Say what that I show on TikTok? Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, this is giving them a peek behind the curtain. I don't know if we should be revealing this, but I, I create the TikToks, I pass you the TikToks, and then I also share the TikToks. Yeah, there we go. And then I try and share the TikToks and get my air off because I've got to download this and share this and <laughs> just get really pissed off of it. And eventually, that, then all of a sudden, it's there, and I'm like, oh, that was easy. And I'll go yeah. for the same thing the next week. It's almost like you don't learn. Well, there is that, potentially. There is that. I just got so much important information in my head. I can't squeeze anything else in. That's what, that's what, that's what comes you, down to. You remind me of conversations I have with Mrs. Mags. Um, if she if she gets some new information, it pushes out some information that she's already retained. She's right. like a she's like a computer hard drive. Once it's full, you've got to get rid of something else before you can put something <laughs> new in there. <laughs> Amazing. And Matt Willis in the chat. Sorry, I'm late. Hello, Matt. How you doing, mm. friend? We've already covered your uh, WhatsApp. <laughs> we, well, we've covered it as long as we're going to cover it. Jesus Christ. And an essay, I received. Yeah. But yeah, tell, us you quotes, much, tell us your favourite quotes. Matt writes out the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> it's supposed to be quite good, that. Um, <laughs> it's all a fantasy, though. Yeah, <laughs> let's not go down that road. Let's not go down that road. Bloody hell. Shall we get on with this week's non-wrestling topic? Now we have finished with last week's. Thank you, Handy T1TF on Twitter for that. Yes, question sir, thank you very much, and, and, and thank you, Andy, as well for your continued support. It's uh, mm. it's always yeah, right massively right. appreciated. Right, I just came in a smidge too late for us to jump on it for last week's show, but there we go. I said on Twitter that we'd have a look at it, so so there we go. Uh, this week's non-wrestling topic, obviously, as we've already sort of touched upon with with uh, stuff we received from Matt and so on, is famous speeches quotes lines from movies song lyrics that mean a lot to you or whether it's or, or whether they just stand out because they're great or they're particularly ridiculous or anything at all really along those lines uh, my goodness max didn't we get some responses eh? there's loads and multiple responses from from people as well this mm. this touched a nerve for some people yeah and we massively appreciate the input because there's a lot to get through Yes, there is. So we will crack on. Uh, I'm going to fire through these relatively quickly because, as like I said, we're you know we have got quite a few here. If any are missed, I do apologise. Shout us out if you don't hear yours. Message us mm-hmm. if you don't hear yours. We will cover it, whether we get to it to this week or next. So we will start oh, we'll with probably just we'll ignore it. Well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> 
excuse me. We will start <laughs> with uh, the first person to respond and run through in the order they came into us as normal. And first of all was Chris at Chris one on Twitter. Yes. He sent us a couple of images that are from movies, quotes that he likes. One saying, this is a scandal. What do you mean I'm not white? From And, and you didn't know what this was. This, no, that was shocking. I didn't. But as soon as he said, I was like, oh, yeah, I have seen that film. Yeah, it's uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. See no evil, hear no evil. That's right, yeah. Because one of them's blind and one of them's deaf, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a funny film. I really like it. I don't know why my mind went so blank with that. I was like, oh, what is that? As soon as he said, I was like, oh, of course it is. And then uh, you did it again. Yeah, this one I've not seen, I don't think. This one I've not seen. Chris uh, sent another one here saying, anybody throws me against the boards, I'm going to piss all over myself. Apparently. Again, I don't know what that's from. It's from Slapshot. Yeah, I've not seen that then. Brilliant. Thanks for your input, though, uh, uh, Chris. <laughs> I appreciate them. I think they're really good. Have you seen it? Uh, Slapshot, yeah. It's a classic. Is it good? Is it? Good, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out then. You won't. That's no, not you're right. You're right. Again, again. <laughs> I'm so predictable, aren't I? <laughs> but yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> my murmur on WhatsApp, she oh, says here, here it's hard to fly like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. This is someone uh, she used to work with. That was her boss when she used to work at a jeweler's, uh, which I, I love that. That's, that's, that's quite a cool quote. Yeah, it is. We, uh, at Rain Counter on Twitter, our good friend Paul Tolly. Fantastic, by the way, hearing him back on Badlands as often as he is. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's great. I'm really, I'm, you know, again, I said last week going to and from work on the bus now, I could catch up with a lot more podcasts than I, than I had previously. Catching up on Badlands, absolutely awesome stuff. It's great, isn't it? I appreciate it and yeah it's, it's amazing having him back uh, I know he was very disillusioned with uh, with the wrestling business but yeah just, just being able to spend the time shooting the shit with him and, and hearing his ridiculous takes on, on wrestling it's just great fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> Paul says here you think that I'm a man I beg to differ for I am her as much as I'm me you know this moment in time is all my life every day is each day that's passed Every person alive is everyone who's died. John Frusciante, is that? Yep. So for those who don't know, he's the, the lead guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers, but he had a, a big spell where he did a lot of solo kind of um, out-of-the-box, uh, really kind of experimental um, music. Uh, and I think, if I remember rightly, that's from one of his, uh, from one of his more um, outlandish albums. Okay. And then we have put a little mustard on that mustard by Electric <laughs> yeah. Six. It had to be Electric <laughs> Six. Paul Paul adores two bands in the world, Manic Street Preachers and Electric Six. Uh, so he had to fit at least one of those in there. Uh, they are touring in December. He's got tickets already. Has he really? He's already tweeted about it. Oh, see, I told you the idea of going, because I used to work with someone who's a massive fan of, of Electric Six, and he kept banging on about how great they are live. <laughs> and obviously the one album that had the big fire hits off it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a storm album. I don't know much else by them. I should really check it out. But this yeah, I think I only enemy. really know the two like, major hits yeah. that they had. Mm-hmm. That, that album, we used to, we used to have on repeat in, in, in the warehouse. Uh, he kept telling me how great they were live. So uh, maybe I should check it out. Maybe I'll meet you there, Tolly. It depends where you're going, I suppose. Depends where you're going. Um, I don't want to cross the border. I'm not going to lie. 
there's this magic thing called uh, Twitter DMs. You can you can you can synchronize almost. Yeah, I'll message in then. There we go. Tolly also says this. I mean, this is fantastic as well. This moment was incredible, and it's up on the screen there for people to see if you're watching live as opposed to listening on the audio version. Roman Reigns after defeating the Undertaker. This is my yard now. And, so and, simple, absolutely spot on the money. And and that that is just the culmination of of nearly eight minutes of crowds just ripping into him. And every time he moved the microphone, they just kept firing back. And it is one of the best short promos in in wrestling. It's yeah. so damn good. Absolutely fantastic. Just booed out the building. It just got it absolutely spot on the money, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, we have here Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Let's get his six he says, words up. He's not really a big Iron Sheik fan, but this is gold. And the quote is, don't be a jabroni to society, the Iron Sheik. Fair I enough. Mean, that is good, but there's a little bit of that one is missed off because in every almost every tweet, he also says, fuck Hulk Hogan. And I yeah, think that needs to be put in there. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. I was toying with the idea of German Magazine about a couple of months back. I said, should we have a little segment where we have like the Iron Sheik tweet of the week and just pick one that made us laugh? Because he's just so funny. you know. And then I, I'm not going to lie, I totally forgot about it until this exact moment now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Maybe next week there'll be an additional jingle. and we. <laughs> or maybe Sal just forget about it again. That's, that's also an equal possibility. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, my sister simply sent in to me on WhatsApp. Um, obviously, YOLO. Okay. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Is, is your sister cool? Is she down with the kids? I mean, it's, it's not really difficult, but she's cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally anybody listening to the show is cooler than, than our rivers. Well, yeah. Yeah, to be fair. But, you know, I've had to explain at my new job that I'm kind of... Uh, kind of a bit geeky with my I've got wrestling podcasts and time travel sci-fi podcasts and all this sort of stuff and everyone just sort of looks at me and nods and goes oh, okay yeah sound <laughs> and I'm, I'm behind that expression what do you really think <laughs> and, and and ever since he's he's ate his dinner alone <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, MGB Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter he says here and might have to help me a little bit with this Maxie I'm not 100% sure what this is about Baseball's sad lexicon okay. over 100 years ago, but these three Chicago Cubs were the best at turning the 6-4-3 double play. No idea. Techni- technically a poem rather than a quote, though. The Giant was a New York fan who would, in the 50s, become the San Francisco Giants. Okay. And the quotes he has here are, these are the saddest of possible words, Tinker to Avers to Chance, Trio of Bear Cubs, and fleeter than birds, tinker and avers and chance, ruthlessly pricking our gone fallen bubble, making a giant hit into a double. Words that are heavy, but nothing but trouble. Tinker to Ev- to avers to chance. Okay, so I assume tinker, uh, avers and chance were baseball players, and they messed up and allowed the the New York Giants to to win, or equally. They didn't win. I don't know, but it's it's it, you read that beautifully. I will I will say that, but yeah, I have no idea what Graham's on about. That's the Americanism in him, no. 
to be fair, if we were like in any way, shape, or form professional, we could have looked that up and actually done a bit of a bit of research into that. And come on, man, nah, that yeah. that would change this whole podcast. If we started to, to be professional, we'd we'd be on fatful overbooked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> uh, to be honest, there are there are as touched upon last week, there are certain episodes of the podcast where when we start the show, I've not even prepared what I've got to say at the end of the show yet. Whilst we're actually still live, and it's just winging it, like you know, it's, it's the way it is. You know? <laughs> this is what I have to deal with on a weekly basis, people. You don't even understand. Yeah, I turn up like two minutes to nine. <laughs> Get messages from you saying you are legitimately late now. <laughs> we have here Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter, good friend of the show. He says all mine are going to be from Doctor Who. Now, why is that? Is that because he's now a Doctor Who geek? Kept this really close to his chest when I was talking to him about wrestling for months and months, and now all of a sudden he's all about the Doctor Who. Hmm, wonder whose influence that is. Wibbly wobbly timey wabby Sammy. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly timey wabby Sammy. <laughs> That's going to be a t shirt as well. <laughs> Dan says, all mine are going to be from Doctor Who. Hatred is too strong an emotion to waste on someone you don't like. From Clara Oswald on Mummy on the Orient Express, which we've actually covered for the Doctor Who pod. Uh, I think that one comes out in a couple of weeks. I love that episode. It was really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame. The War Doctor from the episode Day of the Doctor. That's, um... Oh, what's his name? John Hurt. John Hurt, right. that's it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say McKellen, but I knew it wasn't. I knew I was wrong. You wanted to say who? Ian McKellen, but I knew I was wrong. It is John Who Hurt. is Ian McKellen? Oh, he's one of Burnley's most famous actors. He ended up playing uh, uh, Gandalf. Uh, okay. Who was the bloke who played um, Lovejoy? Ian St. John? Is that? No, no that's it, not him. John played Liverpool, wasn't he? Yeah. Is it called Ian Bishop? Ian Bishop? No, he played for West Ham. No, I know, I know who you're on about now, and it's going to fucking annoy me because he was in, it was in John Wick as well. Mm. The guy who played Lovejoy. Yeah, the antiques dealer. Yeah, and he was That's in not... Westworld. I've not seen Westworld. It's going to annoy me. Let us know in, in the in the chat, folks. Who? No, I'll ignore the chat, Max, because everyone's slagging me off in there. No? Yeah, who is Ian McKellen? <laughs> For fuck, for fuck's sake, Simon from the misses and yeah. sigh you beep 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 beep. Yeah, but that's like as though I've just done something in the Tokyo. And it's not like you're the only one getting grief because Danny's also telling me he was a massive Doctor Who fan before he started podcasting <laughs> about wrestling. Mags, you salty bitch. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> now we've established that uh, the guy who played. Um, <laughs> the guy who played uh, Lovejoy it's going to annoy me so I'm going to have to look it up okay I'll just carry on with this then the way I see it every life is a part of good things Ian McShane it. Ian McShane there you go I knew it was an Ian oh, uh, Millwall Chris in the chat just said Ian McShane as well thank you oh uh, thank brilliant you, Chris yeah we'll, we'll give that a, a star I don't know if that does anything on, on Twitter or on YouTube but we'll give it a star anyway 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I don't know. You can do that. Surprise, surprise. I didn't know you could do something <laughs> out here. <laughs> Just a bit of context for those who don't know, and you must all be aware. Magsy controls all of this. I have got no idea. I literally just look into the little dot there and talk. I've got no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> with his piece of paper and with his nose on the side. There we go. Nope, just there. Look, there we are. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. What we got there from Dan Griffin in the chat. Chain wrestling merch idea. A picture of Sai looking confused with the caption. Nah, I ain't seen that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> What do we have here, Sharon? Is this a domestic going on? I don't quite know what is it. The the, the Ian McKillen thing. Yeah, I think is that what's really, you, you've you have upset uh, you've upset the missus. You're in the bad books. Uh, mm-hmm. Couch sleeping tonight for you, sir. Well, actually, to be funny, funnily enough, Sharon's not been very well for the last few days, so she slept downstairs. Because she's like coughing and you know whatever and whatnot feeling like. So if anyone's sleeping on the couch, it, it, it's her. <laughs> wow, you know, wow. And I, I don't mean, mean that in that, the nasty the, way. I mean that's literally that's literally the, that's, the last couple of nights. That's the epitome of making your own bed and lying in it. Because you I do, will I, be doing that. I do, <laughs> I do make my bed. <laughs> look, look, see what you've done, Dan. If you'd have just stuck to the wrestling, we wouldn't have had this domestic that has split the the powels asunder. Well, yeah, there we go. There we go. I could live in the shed or something. Um, Dan continues. The way I see it, every life is a pile of good things and bad things. The good things don't always soften the bad things, but vice versa, the bad things don't always spoil the good things and make them unimportant. 13th Doctor in the episode Vincent and the Doctor. That's that's nice. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Really really nice. Uh, this one, I, 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 I can remember this one, but I couldn't get the words right until I see it in front of me. But I had it in my head as one that I really like and I was going to put forward myself. So I'm glad Dan's board put it, put it on here because it you know, saves me having to try and find it. Uh, never be cruel. Never be cowardly. Hate is always foolish. Love is always wise. Always try to be nice but never fail to be kind. The Doctor, twice upon a time. And I think that is just when Peter Capaldi was about to regenerate. It was like his mm-hmm. big speech at the end. So that, that's that's superb. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, so yeah, thanks for all of those, Dan. That, that's that's awesome. William Kitchen. Not heard from William for a little while, actually. You know, been a, been a few weeks, my friend. Been a few weeks. At the Appliance 180 on Twitter. Uh, good to hear from you again, my friend. And, and another here. Electric 6 one. Yeah, yeah. Twice, like, like buses. You, you wait and wait for electric system, two come along at once. There you go, look. You're just a sick machine, a certain fantasy, an alternative version of what I need from the Electric Six and their song, Janet in the Hole. There we go. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to listen words to them. Like, the words to live by. Yeah, I'm going to have to no. listen to more of them. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, cause that, again, that one album was, was superb, so. Uh, I've got a bit more here from Dan Griffin, actually. I've seen fake gods and bad gods and demigods and would-be gods. Out of all that, out of that whole pantheon, I, if I believe in one thing, just one thing, I believe in her, the Doctor, the Satan bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's for us good as well. It's sometimes when, it, when TV gets it right, it, it's bang on. And Doctor Who is one of those shows, I think when they get it right, it is so good. Yep. Yeah, so so well written, you know, and 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 so meaningful as mm. well. Not you could you could use these quotes outside the TV show, 
and they still have have meaning in life so yeah the, it's really really well written uh russell t davis i think it is and and stephen moffat yeah absolute stars of their craft there we go uh emerald hills at turd ferguson on twitter yes says here sometimes the only choices you have are bad ones but you still have to choose now we can sympathize fully with that because last week man, <laughs> last week's episode ketchup and brown sauce on a sausage sandwich and, and we're having and a right and fucking and paddy about it and I chose none. Because you're in... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emerald Hills continues. Always tried to be nice, but never failed to be kind. The 12th Doctor. Again, that's Can, one that uh, we had. Stole it a little bit. Could have come up with your own there, Turd Ferguson. But, uh, we'll let you off this time. No, it's a great quote. It really it is. is a great it's quote. absolutely fantastic. And, and they continue here saying... Um, 12's war speech as in the 12th Doctor 12's war speech makes him cry every time this has turned into a bit of a Doctor Who love in this week hasn't um, it I don't know if it makes him cry seeing as uh, since she's a girl female of the female persuasion oh okay I do apologise I didn't realise mm-hmm. it's fine Right. Okay. Sorry. Let's move on before I embarrass myself any further. Uh, <laughs> it has turned into a bit of a Doctor Who love in this week, though, hasn't it? I know. It's almost like we maybe uh, you have a Doctor Who podcast. I don't know if that is mm. that's accurate. At the Doctor Who Pod on Twitter mm. and Facebook, if you want to find it, track it down and have a listen. It's very, very, very good. Even if I do say so myself. Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows on Twitter. A quote here from Christian Pulisic, the, I think he's a Chelsea footballer, isn't he, like, some American Chelsea player? Yeah, and I think he's a, a, still a relatively young pup, about 23, 24 years old. So very wise words. No, Pulisic. Oh, okay, right. Uh, he says here, you owe it to yourself to be the best you can be. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Also like a motivational sort of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Great quote. Yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, we have here a couple from a friend of mine that sent to me over WhatsApp. Bear with me a second. Here we go. Um, he says that the lyrics to Charles and Eddie's Would I Lie to You, Baby? Looking it means a great deal to me. eyes, can't you see that open wide? Would I lie <laughs> to you, baby? Oh, Would I lie to you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. This is because his daughter used to sing. This is my friend Ash. Uh, he's his daughter used to sing along to it when she was aged around two, and so that means a great deal to oh, him. Oh, that is. I mean, sorry for ruining it. Then <laughs> yeah, I jumped the gun a little bit there, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely destroyed it. Uh, movie quotes. Ash continues. Forrest Gump. Life is like a like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, a fairly obvious one, he says, but he's watched the movie many times, and that one always rings true as well. That and you know that's the famous uh, Forrest Gump quote, but it's not my favourite one. My favourite one is, uh, "I know I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is." That that just pierces me like yeah. a dagger when uh, when he says that because Jenny's obviously basically pushing him away. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, it just gets me in the feels. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I have, I have seen that film. <laughs> Amazingly enough, we need some kind of oh, celebratory. We need some Zantac effects. Now, oh. <laughs> um, Ash continues. A good quote for him is maybe "Dance like no one is watching." 
Uh, Ash gets involved in a lot of dance weekends and travels all over the UK doing various different bits and bobs like that. He was up north somewhere weekend just gone at some at some dance um, dance meetup. So that's that's I understand where he's coming from with that. And lastly, he says he's been reading lots of quotes about anger and frustration and so on. And one that really stood out to him was "Control your anger before your anger controls you." And I mean, that's quite good as well, isn't it? It is. It is, and the dance one is uh, very reminiscent of one that. Um, that I've, I've seen so many times uh, and I don't know if I'm getting this exactly right but it goes something like uh, life isn't about avoiding thunderstorms but it's about learning how to dance in the rain so yeah really kind of like a uh, positive uh, motivational quote yeah really like that one yeah fair enough mate. fair enough we have here Steve God before you get on to that Millwall Chris said Jenna from Forest Cup is the biggest heel in film history really I mean she does die of of, of, of cancer I don't know if heel yeah, I mean, just because someone's dead doesn't mean they were nice I mean Hitler's dead <laughs> Hitler. I'm not likening Jenny from Jenny. Forrest Gump Hitler. <laughs> I'm not saying Jenny from Forrest Gump is as bad as Hitler in any way, shape, or form. It, wow. yeah, he's, he's I may not be a smart man, Jenny, but I know what genocide is. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, don't get me, again. I'm not comparing the two. You know, <laughs> Hitler's. You know, he's obviously got quite the reputation for being a. <laughs> He's got, got a bit of a reputation. <laughs> oh, Bill Walker is doubling down. Serves her out. She deserved she that cancer. Oh, what a bitch. Oh, why? Why? Let's move on before we get cancelled because this is getting into some really dodgy territory. Oh, this is bad. Um, oh. Steve O on Twitter. At oh. Total Steve O. He, he ran with this. Let's just, oh, let's it, just say. He loved it. And I'll tell you what, when we put this up as a non-wrestling topic, I thought, I bet Steve-O's got some bloody gold for us. Because it's the sort of thing I imagine to be right up his street, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we will start here then. He says, I could literally be here all day. So to make the pod longer, here goes. And again, some of these you might have to help me out with, Magsy. Ho, ho, ho. If it isn't fat, stinking, billy goat, billy boy. Hi, 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 Mr. Deltoid. Ooh, and what's so stinking about it? How the bloody hell did you get in? Get out or I'll throw you out. Yeah, Apparently it's from a clockwork orange. Yeah. I bet you've not seen that. I've not. It, that's about 40 years old as well. How have you not seen clockwork orange? It's a great film. Just because it's old. Very out mean, there. It's, it. it's very, very out there. Um, Stanley Kubrick is um, he's an icon, but also uh, mad as a box of frogs. Um, right. But yeah, definitely go and watch that. Is that the one? Oh, no, I'm thinking of something else, aren't I? The one with all the mopeds. That's Quadrophenia. Okay. Tot- well, that's a similar sort of time, isn't it? Totally different. Yeah, but I'm thinking similar sort of time. Yeah, it's more a uh, clockwork orange. Yeah, it's, it's set in a similar time, but it's more, um, I want to say, dystopian. Okay. Kind of like a, an alternative look at um, the youth of, of Britain. Okay, I've seen Quadrophenia. Brilliant, N- not applicable in the slightest, but well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I dare say that she was. Yeah, 
Anyway, Steve continues. <laughs> That's a clockwork orange. And gonna laugh out loud, out loud knowing you won't have a clue what they are. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I didn't have a clue he what na- they are. <laughs> he absolutely nailed it. <laughs> uh, you won't have a clue what they are. The accents are how it's supposed to be expressed. He also says here, Steve O, the lyric by Killswitch Engage, Are We Alive or Just Breathing? Yeah. Uh, during the Raw Rumble 2000, Test Boots, Big Boots, The Boss Man. Uh, and he and his brother always loved the line by JR, What a Shot by Test. Okay. That's brilliant. He says here, uh, he used to listen to the old XFM radio shows of Gervais, Merchant and Pilkington. Hundreds of lines. You're an idiot. No, he says here. Suzanne asked me for a neck rub. I couldn't be bothered, so I let one go. <laughs> and and if if you do have some time to spend, and I'm sure that uh, they're up on YouTube, you can watch the, the Carl Pilkington, uh, Ricky Gervais, Stephen Pilkington uh, podcast. I think it's called the Ricky Gervais Show. Yeah, and it's like cartoony sort of drawing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. The guy is a fucking clown. I think you can but get it on... Um uh on like sky or cable as well like on, on the on demand like the three side of it you know yeah yeah Definitely it's so, check them out. so yeah. funny it's hilarious steve continues how is jonathan i hate him i hate him he says here and he says he's also sure at spinner's podcast can throw in some more but we didn't hear our spinner's podcast so steve you're wrong he can't throw in anymore wrong 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 Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> once again, you have no context, which makes it funnier. We mentioned speeches. Andy Millman in the Extras Christmas edition is even more poignant for today's society. I've seen Extras, but I don't remember that speech. Okay. Um, I think it's the one Ricky Gervais uh, vehicle that I haven't sat through and watched i've seen odd episodes of it but yeah it's not it's for me it's not as 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 enthralling as the office or Derek or uh after laugh yes yeah, i've just not got around to sitting through it all mm. yeah, it made me laugh i remember it being quite funny but i it, always like it's where is the actor in it he's playing he's playing the actor mm, yeah that's right yeah. and some of the guest stars they have on the show like really really big names as well aren't they mm-hmm. yeah yeah, well, I was, yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought it was quite good. I don't know why I haven't gone back and watched it more, to be fair. But uh, he's, Steve O'Carroll's on anyway. The speech legit nearly brings him to tears, the way Gervais delivers it. It's perfect. There's hundreds of office quotes in between us, faulty towers. I recently voice messaged my mate the classic scene. No, 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 it's a Siberian hamster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Die Hard 3, Steve O says. Oh my God, lock stock. He quotes a scene a day at least. Armed? Yep. Armed with what? Bad breath, colourful language, feather duster, guns you tit. <laughs> Lockstock's brilliant, isn't it? It's it's so quotable as well. It's the most cockney film going. Yep. It's so good. Guns, a minute ago, this was the simplest job in the world. Now all of a sudden it's become a bad day in Bosnia. <laughs> and they're armed. What was that? Armed? What do you mean, armed? Armed with what? Uh, bad breath. Colourful language. Feather duster. What do you think they're going to be armed with? Guns, you tit. Guns? You never said anything about guns. A minute ago, this was the safest job in the world. Now it's turning into a bad day in Bosnia. Uh, He said he's such a big fan of Clockwork Orange. He said thanks to his dad, he has the script book. 
and he included a picture and it, that's, oh, that's, that, that's 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 awesome isn't it that is pretty cool and that logo is such a brilliant yeah. uh, piece of art as well yeah totally uh steve also continues hi can i forget the bill he's a massive bill fan isn't he like obsessive with the bill mm-hmm. yeah he loves the bill See, i don't think i've really ever i've seen bits and bobs when i was younger but i suppose i was too young for it to get it if that makes sense the bill was always kind of one of those shows that if you were good you got to stay up and watch okay no see i don't i don't remember again i'll come out of the music and at the end is like the the walking the away the, yeah they're walking down the road aren't they mm-hmm. yeah okay i mean you must uh, remember some of the characters surely like carter no. hollis quinnan smithy diane burnside Okay, the guy who was, uh, he was in Grange Hill and he was in EastEnders. Sharon, I know his name, so we were talking about him literally last night. Um, he played Pauline Fowler's son in EastEnders. Mark. And he got HIV. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Todd Carter. That's it, Todd Carter. Was he in the bill? He may have been. I don't really remember him. Okay, perhaps he wasn't. Steve, Steve will know. Steve knows like literally every character from. He knows they're all like their old trajectory uh, from starting in the build to how they 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 finished. That's that's great, isn't it? Especially when, if you're into something, you know that intense. I mean, like you know, me and Benny talk quantum leap all the time. I talk Doctor Who with with Dan. And I just, just love it, you, you know. You talk about Benny's in the chat saying he'd stay up late, show if he was good. Um, was uh, was Red Dwarf? Oh, excellent. Yeah, I used to like Red Dwarf. It's cold outside, there's no kind of atmosphere. Yeah, we're getting all the hits from Magazine. <laughs> hey? we, we should do a chain wrestling album. We should not. And um, <laughs> anyway, Steve says here, how can I forget the bill? One that always stands out is when Legend. Superintendent Chandler, played by the legend Stephen P. Hartley. His first episode in it, he puts on a party and just says to Vicky, you look fantastic. It's just lodged in my brain. Again, I've got no real context because I don't know the characters or anything like that. But, I mean, it ran for so long as well, didn't it? So it must have been good because it don't stay on telly if it's crap, do it? Let's be honest. I, I enjoyed it when it was on RTV. Well, I, I think the majority of it was on RTV, but I kind of tuned out when it uh, went a little bit new school. Uh, but yeah, I think it's on repeat on like UK Gold or something like that pretty much mm, okay. every single day. Okay. Um, I had a WhatsApp response from my younger brother, Aid, and he says he reckons my dad would say, fill your hand, you son of a bitch which is his text ringtone. So whenever you message my old man, that's, it shouts that out in John Wayne's voice. My dad's a massive John Wayne fan, and that's obviously you know reference to grabbing your guns and so on, isn't it? But yeah, that's something my dad's... You, you hear it all the time, because his, his phone's constantly going off. It's just John Wayne shouting, calling your son of a bitch all the time. So, uh, And Good AD says, game over, man, game over from Aliens. He just loves that quote, apparently. So, well, yeah, definitely. Mindless Wrestling Podcast at the Mindless Pod on Twitter. Movie quote: We're criminals, Alfred. We always have been. Uh, Batman versus Superman, I think that is BVS. Mm-hmm. Uh, no band iteration has encapsulated who and what Batman is better than that. He says here. Song lyric: Hold on to sixteen as long as you can. Changes come round real soon. Make us women and men. John Cougar, Jack, and Diane. Is I'm not that- familiar with that. 
Is that the song? I know there's a song, Jack and Diane, but I don't know that particular song lyric. It's like, this is a ditty about Jack and Diane. Okay. But, mm, yeah. No, I don't ring a bell. Still a cool quote. Yeah. Whether we know the song or not. There we go. Uh, that's all that's we got, Magsy. That's all we got. Have you got any that stand out to you, my friend? Um, yeah, um, so for song lyrics, one of the, um, I think one of the most underrated uh, lines from a song is from Oasis, a song called um, Cast No Shadow, and it's uh, as he faced the sun, he cast no shadow. That's um, that's about Richard Ashcroft, who I mentioned earlier in the show. Um, okay. And it, it's basically how uh, Noel, who was the writer for, for uh, Oasis, had Richard on such a kind of pedestal as being like um, uh, a massive influence to him that, um, that essentially he doesn't cast a shadow because he's at the very, very top of his game. Uh, so that was always, a, I thought, a cool line. Um, in terms of a movie, um, one of the... I mean, it's not as, as kind of a emotive as, as the the, uh, the Richard Ashcroft one but one of the best lines from a film uh, and it always gets me is uh, from Blade um, the, the Wesley Snipes vampire movie uh, and he's, when he's facing uh, Stefan Dorf at the end um, and just as he's killing him he comes out with one of the, the best signature lines when you're, uh, you're, you're finishing off your enemies some motherfuckers always want to try and ask it uphill I think it's just a, <laughs> it's just a brilliant, brilliant line. Uh, and in terms of TV, I've got loads. I mean, I could quote, um, I could quote um, Family Guy or The Simpsons or um, In Between Us, Friday Night Dinner, all, all, all day. But one line that I've kind of like took as a personal mantra uh, is from a show called uh, The RT Crowd. And it's um, a character called uh, called Roy. He mm-hmm. says yep. he's um, says a line, and I, and it just epitomizes how I feel about society in general. Um, so he's asked about um, um, meeting people, and he says, "Oh, people, I've met a lot of them." And then he comes out with this quip: "People, what a bunch of bastards!" And it's just the best line in the world. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, I got a couple here that have literally just just been sent over to me from my my wonderful, amazing wife. She says here, "Found my faith living in sin. I'm no Jesus, neither are you, my friend." Search and destroy by Thirty Seconds to Mars. That's back when I think they were actually still quite good, isn't it? Because their later albums are ropey as fuck. Um, <laughs> Is that Jared Let- Leto he just lets the band right down. Um, we're gonna. Um, Man, I'm gonna be in so much trouble, Max. <laughs> Rad in the coattails of, of the rest of the band. And he's ugly uh, as fuck. What an <laughs> ugly, ugly. That's the kind of child that you would have slapped the mum after giving birth. Naughty, naughty. Oh, dear. And also from The Crow, it can't rain all the time. I love that. Sharon sent mm-hmm. that one in as well. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. It's a good one. Um, most of mine that stand out are, are just stuff from, from Lemmy, from Motorhead. Mm-hmm. 
thought it was absolutely fascinating. I mean, if anyone's ever not had the opportunity yet, seek out his book, uh, White Line Fever. It's just an absolutely fantastic, fantastic story about this bloke's life. He was he was the son of a vicar. He was a roadie for Jimi Hendrix. He got kicked out of Hawkwind, not for taking drugs, but for taking the wrong drugs. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Because they were all like... For taking prescription drugs. You took well, paracetamol. Was, get he out. Was, he was a speed freak and Hawkwind was all like psychedelic stuff and all that sort okay. of stuff. Uh, not, just, enough, not enough acid or LSD yeah. mixed in. Yeah, blatantly, yeah. And he had many friends who passed away through you know, drugs and all sorts of stuff. Absolutely fantastic story. And the guy is just incredibly honest in this book. But there's so many quotes you hear from interviews and so on as well. I mean, what I've got here, people don't read anymore. It's a sad state of affairs. Reading is the only thing that allows you to use your imagination. When you watch films, it's someone else's vision, isn't it? Yes. I mean, that, do you know that's that's on. actually a brilliant quote. I've never I've never heard that at all, but that is brilliant. Yeah. I I I, I sometimes feel sad for society in general that that people just don't read enough anymore. Yeah, definitely. Um, another one from Lemmy here. It seems that our brave new world is becoming less tolerant less spiritual and less educated than it ever was when I was young and that's again it's, it's accurate but incredibly sad yeah it really really is Jesus Christ thanks Lemmy <laughs> when asked do you get hangovers Lemmy responded to get hangovers you have to stop drinking well that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> brilliant and that's how Sai has lived his life Ever since. Well, to a degree, to a degree. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll leave it there, Maxie. I think I'll leave it there. Have we got anything we need to dive into in the chat before we uh, get on and talk a bit of graps? Yep, there was a, a lot of uh, talk. Um, Andy from Bang Bang uh, Podcast, um, welcome back, sir. Uh, we've missed seeing your, your uh, lovely, bald-headed face around these parts. He said, all quotes from Carry On Camping. Um, I <laughs> suspect he only watches that film for when uh, Barbara Windsor's uh, bikini top goes uh, goes springing off. I suppose you got to slow it right down as well, aren't you? He's paused that multiple times, I guaranteed. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Yeah. Why have you got a carry on camping on again in the bath, Andy? Nothing. <laughs> research for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a carry on podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, Scottish Danny said Carver. I think he was talking about um, the maybe the character that uh, Todd Carty played in uh, in uh, the Bill. See, okay. our our chat is brilliant because they they always come and save us in the clutch. Um, Sharon uh, doing a bit of correction. He said it was Hudson who said that if I'm not mistaken, game over, man. So there okay. is that. Scottish Danny agree with me. RT crowd is legendary. Um, and then. Deadpool, sucker cock, makes, makes Sharon <laughs> lol every single time. And then this one to end, people aren't chocolates. You know what they are mostly? Bastards. Bastard coated bastards with bastard filling. That is amazing. And it's so accurate because people are, they just are bastards, aren't they? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, thank you so, so much to everybody who tweeted into the show, messaged me, however you get in contact absolutely brilliant stuff you can always get hold of us at chain underscore wrestling on twitter facebook instagram tiktok whatever you want to do uh but again thank you so so much to everyone who well first of all who responded to our non-wrestling topic and now we're moving on to it who voted and retweeted and so on 
the Twitter poll for this week's this week's wrestling subjects because we this it was, was a such roller coaster. A tight, oh, mm-hmm. such a tight uh, such a tight poll, wasn't it? It was back and forth, back and forth, and mm-hmm. ultimately, Magsy, I suppose we want to talk a bit of wrestling. I won. Well, before we get there. I do have something I want to drop. Um, uh, me and Benny have been uh, squirreling away behind the scenes. He's uh, he's uh, created a, a a little trailer that uh, I want to ah, play yes. before we get to the wrestling point. So enjoy. It all started when coronavirus hit and the world went a little caca. In a blink of a cosmic clock, I went from working full-time to sofa test pilot, which could have been fun, if I knew how to zoom. Fortunately, I had help, an observer from the project named Sai. Unfortunately, Sai is not tech-savvy, so all he could do was lend moral support. Hello! Anyway, here I am, bouncing around these four walls, putting edits in where it went not wrong, a sort of low-budget Chris Moyles, with Sai as my comedy Dave. So here we are with our microphones, on Radio Techers, in what we call The Waiting Room. Oh, boy. Yes, brilliant. there we go. Season two of the waiting room, fast approaching, fast approaching. Benny, you're an absolute magician with that sort of stuff. It's absolutely it was, brilliant, isn't it? I, I've I've watched it about five times since you sent it in. It's just it tickles me. It's it may be better than than the the original. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so You've, good. It had a little less delinquent in it than I would have yeah. liked, but yeah. Needs more delinquent, a little less facial hair than required as well. I was very clean shaven. You popping up, hello, hello, <laughs> boy. <laughs> That's literally all I'm going to say in the, in the in the season. We've got 24, 25 episodes, whatever it is, in season two, and I'm literally just going to say hello and then mute my mic, and that's it. Benny's just going to go then. <laughs> just I'm just leaving it to him, and the podcast will be better for it. You prick! <laughs> Why? Anyway, shall we talk a little wrestling? What's wrong? Fucking one, you know. Well, piss off then. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Magsy. You're Paul Ward. I know, yeah. you're in the lead. I get it, yeah. It's why, only you making a competition of this. Why would you do that? Why would you jump in there and <laughs> take, take a moment? moment? My opportunity, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh my god, you're such an infuriating bastard. <laughs> There's only you actually making a competition of this. Well, I'm glad yours yours won. And I was actually really entertained by how uh Hogan and, and Shawn Michaels led and then you tied it up and then you uh, we led again and then you snuck through in in the clutch. It was a a, a real roller coaster of a of a pole. There was only like maybe one or two votes in it as well, I think, mm-hmm. wasn't there at the end? You know, so you probably want to tell my missus off of that because she was going to vote Michael's Hogan. Well, but then she had a bit of a nap, and she woke I up. Forgot, and she woke up, and the poll had closed. So that may have swung it, mate. And I didn't even, um, I didn't even vote with my many, many podcast accounts as well. So did I you? Dropped or the did you not? You say I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. So I've, I've mm. shot myself in the foot, but it's a great pick. Yeah, it was it was good, wasn't it? It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, like you pointed out, I'm ahead for the first time since well, since we've gone live, I've never been ahead, and I don't think I have for probably best part of a year. <laughs> okay. 
I mean, we we may have to do something about that uh, with my picks. I've gone uh, I've gone pretty pretty big, but we'll get there. We will get. I've there. got a doozy this week as well, mate. I got oh, you absolute stormer. Yeah. See, this is you. This is you making a competition. Now you'll go hard for every single pick to just butter up the electorate. I'm just going for interesting, funny, uh, conversational matches, and now you're just going to go for big hitters after Hang big on. hitters. Hang on. It's, you're there going, I'm turning it into a competition. <laughs> You've actively sat there and done a happy dance when your poll has won in the past. I don't think that's ever happened. Uh, mate, we've got the video evidence. So. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if everyone looks back in the archive, it also bumped the numbers up. So, if well, you can find, find me doing a happy <laughs> dance, then I will retweet that. Yes, there we go. So, you think you're untouchable? Word life. This is basic thugonomics. Anyway, Cena. John Cena versus AJ Styles, SummerSlam 2016. Mm-hmm. The second match in a trilogy they had, I think it was, wasn't it? Didn't they meet at a Raw Rumble and the Money at the Bank as well? I think, yeah, I think this, the story started at Money in the Bank. Uh, yep. Yeah, um, this was in that, that period where I was just probably coming back into wrestling but not really into WWE more into to New Japan uh, so I know of um, kind of like the the story of it but I wasn't an active WWE watcher at the time really okay I mean it's it, for me it was brilliant because you know, AJ Styles I'm a, I'm a big fan me, me and Sharon both massive fans of AJ Styles <laughs> watched him in Impact uh, and so on and they debuted at the Rumble and it was like oh my god this is this is insane this is amazing that he's here and he had barnstormer matches with so many people you know all over the world for various different companies so seeing him here in WWE and the matches with Cena I mean Cena gets a bit of a bad rap really but he plays his part here I think it's not just AJ carrying him Cena's Cena's you know very very good in this contest as well and, and, and in wrestling in general, he's got. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you are right. He, he does have a bad rap. The whole, I mean, we've even played played off it with the 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 topic of the uh, the the title of the episode about the the five moves of doom. But mm. Cena is a very well rounded uh, wrestler. Um, he's good at telling stories in a ring. He's good at making his opponents look look um, really really um, out of this world. So yeah, I, I do think he gets a, a, a bit of a bad rap. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, he definitely plays his part here in making this, I think, really, really good. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like I said, it's not a match that I've uh, seen pretty regular. I, I, I remember watching it uh, after the fact, but going back and, uh, and and revisiting it, the first thing that stood out to me is how passionate this crowd was. I mean, yeah. we're in a we're in a period of wrestling where. Um, Everything that the WWE does is shit on, uh, whether that's in uh, in uh, wrestling Twitter, our kind of enclosed little bubble. But uh, WWE can never be the the winner of anything. But goddamn, this crowd were hyped, absolute the the dueling uh, chance of uh, um, of uh, AJ Styles and then fuck you, Cena, just brilliant. Really, that I think that made the match maybe better than it actually was and the in-ring stuff was really really good mm. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I first put the pay-per-view on, the first out were Enzo and Cass. Mm-hmm. And obviously they're from New York, aren't they? And this is in Brooklyn, New York, and so on. But I forgot just how over these guys were. Not relevant mm-hmm. to the match we're going to cover now, but I'm just saying because it, you know, well, the opening it, of the paper. Uh, Technically, it, technically, it was relevant because um, when I think in the build-up to this, AJ Styles uh, and and the the club were actually facing Cena, Enzo, and 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 Cass oh, yeah, as, yeah. as a team. So there is a little bit of relevancy there. But yeah, you're right. Uh, for all his um, his issues, Enzo was charismatic. He mm-hmm. knew how to get a crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Um, which fair play to, to the guy. His life choices may be a little bit sketchy, but he's entertaining. You can't you can't not give him that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, this comes from the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn, New York, as we mentioned. We mm-hmm. have Mauro Ren- I can never pronounce his bloody name, Max Mauro Ronello. Ronello, yep. Yeah, on commentary with David. Mamma mia! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I couldn't remember his name for for all the time during the match uh i I kept wanting to refer to him as baron saxton obviously i knew it wasn't him but um uh, i think it's a jbl calls him david and it took forever to twig that oh yeah it's david atunga yeah and now i remember him former nexus guy yeah it wasn't particularly memorable as a wrestler and as a commentator i'm very very drab yeah. Very, very drab. Whereas he, uh, Mauro and JBL, I thought, even though they had issues, I thought they they worked really well. Uh, he um, Atunga was certainly the the third wheel. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, uh, Mauro Ronaldo was a funny one for me because I always enjoyed it whenever we commentate on certain things, but then there were occasions where I wish he'd just turn it down a touch mm-hmm. in certain moments, like he would over celebrate or, or be over enthusiastic about something then something bigger would happen in the match. And it's almost like he wouldn't have the next level to go to because he's already yeah. got that high, if, if, if I'm explaining that well enough. Yeah, you are. The, the, everything is is at 100% mm. um, rather than than kind of like dial it up as we go on. Yeah, I, I do get that point. But uh, saying that, I do miss Mauro Ronaldo's yeah. uh, commentary. What's he doing now, Max? Is he doing like uh, any MMA or...? Yeah, I think uh, he's done. Uh, he's done a little bit of wrestling here and there, but he's uh, he does do a lot of uh, MMA. I think okay. Bellator. He, he does uh, a lot of commentary for. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Uh, we have a video package, as always, with these these bigger matches on the card, just um, saying how we've got to this point. <laughs> and my main takeaway from the video package here was, first of all, WWE are brilliant at doing this, but secondly, it seemed. When I watched it, I didn't notice it. The more I think about it, it seemed like there wasn't that much for them to work with. But no. they somehow stringed out this video package and made it seem like a lot more went on than it actually did. Yeah, essentially the build-up to this was was wanted to beat up John Cena. Yeah. That 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 was the, the storyline about it. And I suppose if if you think about it in, in, in the cold light of day, that's a, a perfectly adequate reason to have a storyline. Cena was obviously the face of the company, uh the guy that carried WWE through um through uh, a difficult period on his back and AJ was uh the new kid on the block, had a um a Hall of Fame career all over the world. 
and he wanted to to kind of uh, make his uh, his mark in the sand. And how do you do that? You beat up John Cena. It it does make sense. Simplicity. Mm, yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, we well, said about the atmosphere and so on, and the I suppose reactions to the wrestlers. But Cena, the booing for Cena was as soon as his music hits was just so good. You know, I mm-hmm. I I love the way that it didn't matter what WWE did in certain times in certain arenas, the place almost collapsed in on itself with, with the volume of the booze that Cena would get. Yeah. I, I, it's really added to the show sometimes, I think. And, and that's, uh, that's one thing about John Cena that um, is sometimes overlooked, but just uh, even when the crowd absolutely detest him, he gets a reaction from, mm-hmm. from them. Uh, whether you like him uh, or you absolutely hate him, you are going to make noise, uh, and and that the the worst thing in wrestling is a crowd that sat on the hands, the crowd that yeah. uh, is silent. You will never get that with a John Cena match, and he embraces it as well. I mean, how many times has he come out now with a little uh, little uh, tea towel saying "embrace the hate"? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the guy is uh, is a consummate professional and very very worthy of being a, a, a Mount Rushmore level wrestler. Yeah, was it 15, 16 times world champion now? Yep, 16 times. Carried the company, literally carried the company on his back. He didn't, uh, I mean, we all love Austin, we all love The Rock, we all love, uh, um, well, we all put up with Hogan, but they all had uh, people helping elevate them. Cena, Mm -hmm. for a long, long time, was the only guy in WWE. And he yeah, totally. had to carry that mantle. Uh, and when when he goes away for his extended breaks, he's missed. He really is missed. And you can see that when he comes back and just the, the crowd reactions he gets, it's just absolutely unreal. See, I've, I've been very critical of Cena uh, for, you know, I suppose it would have been around this time and the, the whole Super Cena kind of gimmick where there's no selling to certain things and... Everyone's aware of, of the flaws, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in what Cena does. However, when Cena went away last time, I was I was glad to see the back of him. When he made that surprise return when Reigns was in the ring, what, what, what was that? A little bit. Um, I, 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 honestly, I popped at home. I was like, oh my God, it's was John it, Cena. And I was like, was it for Survivor Series? I think it might well have been. But it was, it, honestly, it was, it was exciting. As soon as his music hit, it was like, oh, wow, it was, it was a big <laughs> deal. And I think that shows even someone who's as negative and as dying on Cena in the past as, as I could be. I think it shows how big a star this guy is when he gets that kind of reaction from me when he turns up out of the blue. Yeah. And, and, and look at when he came back to WrestleMania a couple of years ago as uh, as doctor for Fugonomics. Uh, Cena. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was even though you, you detested him a year ago when he just mm-hmm. wouldn't go away. Then when he comes back uh, with the, the the cap and the and the baseball shirt, he was the best. And Matt Booth from uh, Five Nerds Go, um, Juan Cena was absolutely amazing. You you will not hear me diss Juan Cena. That was a brilliant character for all of two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should really get to the match, I suppose. Nah, it starts off. It's a good match. Go and watch it. 
Yeah, okay. show. See you next week. See you next week. Um, <laughs> it starts off relatively straightforward. You know, a few headlock takedowns and, and a few a few exchanges, and then AJ Styles hits this incredible drop kick, mm-hmm. and Cena just gets up and punches him in the mush. <laughs> And and there is is like you said one of the the issues we've we've seen is that he doesn't he doesn't sell perhaps mm. when he should. But then saying that um, it was very early in the match for, yeah, for yeah. Uh, Styles to be pulling out uh, a big kind of move as, as that drop kick. Um, but one thing uh, that I mean, going all the way through this match, it was it was damn near flawless. Mm. Not in terms of like it being the best match in the world. Don't get me wrong, but very little in terms of of wrestling botches. These are two of the best wrestlers in the world at the heart of their game. Um, I thought that the the action it it was so smooth and it flowed really really well. But they did have one problem, and that was the marks were picking up way too much of the audio. I think there's one point where you can hear Cena tell um, AJ Styles that he's going to slam him on the apron. Lo and behold. 10 seconds later, slams him on the apron. That kind of really starts taking me out of it when you can hear that, the the, okay. the wrestlers talk to each other. But in terms of the, the actual in-ring stuff, great work. See, I didn't hear... What, what did you watch it on? Did you have your headphones on or...? No, just uh, just on over the, the, the network on PS5 uh, on oh, okay. the TV. I didn't pick up on any of that. Maybe you were just too into the match, sir. So. Hmm. Again, it's well known I'm losing my hearing. Perhaps I just didn't pick up on it. Maybe all you could hear is "Mamma Mia." <laughs> uh, it's funny you mention as well the, I, I suppose, for want of a better term, spot calling in the match. Sharon in the chat here has just has just chimed in, and this is something that she speaks to me about a great deal. Saying about John Cena, he's not, she's not taking away from everything he's done. But Shah says, I do have an issue if I can see a guy calling a match. Mm -hmm. She says that she's the most oblivious person ever. So she notices it. It must be obvious. And And, and yet you didn't notice it. It's isn't it? I didn't notice it on this occasion, no. But Mm -hmm. there are plenty of other occasions with John Cena where you have seen or even heard that happening. Yeah. And it does take you out at the moment, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. But as I said... If you if you kind of like put that uh, at the back of your mind and focus on the wrestling, it was really it was really really mm. really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the slam on the apron uh, that was well, AJ Styles sla- uh, slammed Cena with a suplex on the apron, didn't he? Yeah, it was a suplex. That looked yeah. vicious as hell. Mm-hmm. You know, it had a real snap to it. Uh, AJ took a huge back body drop in the ring as well. I mean, it, it, he kind of goes up. And then he looks like he's not going to land on his back. And at the last minute, sort of flips in the air and comes down. And, you know, how AJ Styles moves when he's in midair is, is, is fantastic, isn't it? And especially considering if you look at him from his TNA days, where he was very kind of a um, sloth and, and kind of wirey, now he's put on a lot of muscle. And mm. he's still able to pull off some some uh, those moves, like you said, calling it in essentially uh, in midair to 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 correct himself. Yeah, he's a great wrestler. Uh, there's a, a a good little um, um, kind of a s- section of wrestling in, uh, when we see Cena pull out the proto bomb, then going for for the uh, for the attitude adjustment or the fu, uh, which uh, is, is blocked, leading to the 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 Pele kick. And then the early Styles clash, and that 
popped me because obviously, like I said, going back and, and not really uh, remembering this match because it, it was in that that lull period of wrestling that that, uh, that I was in. That that got me excited. Like I think it was about maybe about six seven minutes in, and we're already mm-hmm. seeing AJ Styles pick, pulling out the big moves. Um, the the stars clash brilliantly taken by Cena. Um, then we get him kicking out at two. Yeah, I was I was getting pretty pretty excited about it. And it's around this this sort of time in the match as well where David Otunga is talking probably the most amount of bollocks he spouts in the whole contest. <laughs> saying that, yes, AJ Styles has been all, all around the world and hold various different titles, but he's never been in an atmosphere like this before. He's never had a challenge like this before. Yeah, because um, he's he was, never been in the Tokyo Dome with like 100,000 nah. people. And I, I think uh, you, you hear um, JBL as well talking about, oh, he's held those two RWGP titles, but he's never held WWE gold. And I'm like... Oh, that's cringy because it's those it? those RWGP titles have way more uh, respect on them than than current WWE titles do. Yeah, exactly, and it, it is again. It's, it's I suppose it's, it's spinning things to promote your own brand. I can appreciate that, but at the same time, it's like it, I just don't even mention it because it makes you seem so ridiculous. Yeah, it's petty. It's childish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There we go. I mean, from David Otongo, you expect it because he does talk bollocks. From JBL, I was a bit surprised, but I suppose he's just towing the company line, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ misses a 450 splash. I mean, I love the way he does that as well with a springboard off the ropes as opposed to climbing up the corner. Yeah. The um, it's, it's a nice touch, isn't it? Yeah, just before that, though, I think Cena goes for the, the avalanche attitude adjustment. Oh, yes. Um, uh, which Styles is able to to counter into like a almost a torture rack, and then a power bomb. Um, then obviously it leads into the. I, I think we see a, a, the Usi Garosha, which uh, Mara Ranal actually mentions Hiroki Goto, which is a I thought mm. was a nice touch. Uh, and then yeah, that the uh, the the springboard four fifty. Um, Cena pulls out a cord red. Mm, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like right. yeah. Who who knew that John Cena was uh, was an indie darling? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was surprising when that happened. And also, Cena. I know we've seen him do it uh, quite a few times now since, and it always looks a bit clunky and a bit off. But I was surprised here as well to see him chuck a drop kick in mm. as well, a bit, a bit earlier than this moment we're discussing now. But he does throw a drop kick in as well, and he looks like he proper clatters AJ with it. Like, it looks like there's no. There's no putting that back. There's no. Uh... <laughs> he, he, he doesn't drop kick with the finesse of a of an Akada, but he, mm. he certainly can get off his feet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then it all goes to shit because he applies that SDF that we spoke about before on the show. That makes me sh- makes my skin crawl. I hate it. I hate it, Mags. It 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 just doesn't look painful whatsoever. No whatsoever he doesn't pull back at all does he there's so much space between the guy's head and you know unless he's just got the you know his massive muscular forearms is just crushing the guy's cheeks that's the only thing i can think of it just looks like shit and is is this the one where is this the point where aj is able to reverse it and put cena in in into almost like a cross face um yeah that looks more brutal than 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 cena's version yeah and there's an exchange it's the same exchange i think where it's sort of like Cena goes for an AA again, which Styles drops out of and rolls mm-hmm. him up in that calf crusher finisher. 
yeah. the, the, the car pressure submission. Now that I love. That's that's a that's a really good looking submission hold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it looks devastatingly painful as well. I mean, as as someone who has uh, sons who who practitioner in MMA, those calf uh, submission locks are brutal. Um, so yeah, at least there's a little bit of legitimacy there with with mm. AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, it's not long after that, I suppose, even though the match is, what are we talking, 25 minutes, roughly, Magsy, isn't it? 25, 26 yeah, minutes, about, about, like Yeah, about 24, 25 minutes, yeah. Yeah, it, we come to the finish now. I mean, yeah. I, I, we've explained this as best we can, but I don't think we've done it justice because it is better than what we're explaining, I feel. But we're hitting on all the big points here. I just encourage everyone to go back and watch this contest. It is well worth 25 yeah, minutes of your time checking this out. The middle, the the chain wrestler that links these spots is it's it's damn near impeccable. Like I said, there's there's very uh, there's very little in wasted movement. There's very little in in uh, things that that go wrong, but you do kind of focus on on those big spots and they both mm. pull it out of the bag i mean you see uh cena go for another uh avalanche uh attitude adjustment which uh styles is able to counter into uh like a a super uh frankensteiner slash hurricane rana yeah it just springboards off the ropes onto mm-hmm. the turnbuckles and then into the ring and it's almost like one motion it's, it's, yeah. it's quite spectacular it's really really good uh, and that essentially builds to uh uh, to Cena going for the 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 attitude adjustment, um, Styles able to to uh, change it into a a, a Styles clash. Uh, then we get the phenomenal forearm, and yeah, game over. Cena has Cena's done the job. Cena's looking up at the lights. Be clean, mm-hmm. be clean to AJ Styles. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, brilliant match. I really, really enjoyed watching it back. I mean, again, the reason I chose this was because. I literally just looked up AJ Styles' best matches and this one was mentioned in a couple of different articles I read. So I was like, okay, let's put this forward. I'm really glad that people voted this way because I really enjoyed going back and watching it. So I won't have watched this since 2016. So yeah, brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Um, And then then even after the match though, it's it's not over because you get the tease of retirement from Cena. Takes Takes off the wristband, leaves it in the ring, and he can sell when he's been beat and he, he makes his opponents look absolutely superb. He's just sat in the ring looking up, just a shell of a man knowing, is this my time? I've, I, has wrestling passed me by? Walks up the walks up the um, the, the ramp and it, it's almost a sad moment. I mean, we know he's coming back. We know he's only going away to film a movie or a TV show or whatever it is. But yeah, it's a, he knows how to to tug on those heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when he got he got, he lost to the Rock at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and he's sat in the uh, in the in the ramp way, isn't he? Looking completely dejected about losing the match and so on. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Um, speaking of good stuff, how good is this then, Magsy? What what do we give this out of ten? Yeah, I mean. Looking at the the uh, the wrestling observer newsletter, this was one of WWE's matches of the year. I think it got four and three quarter stars, which equates to nine and a half almost. I don't think it's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, uh, we've watched uh, a lot, lot better, but we've also watched a hell of a lot worse. Um, I was thoroughly entertained, so I think high eights, maybe eight and a half. Um, seems fair to me. 
Okay. I've got eight this week for this one. I've got an eight. So yeah, eight and a half from yourself, eight from me. It's it's very good. It's well worth going back and watching again. If you haven't seen this match for quite a while, I, I think I, I really advise everyone to go and check this out again. It's it's quite the, quite the contest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great match. Yeah. So then, I suppose now we decide where do we go next? Maxi, yeah. where are we linking from SummerSlam 2016, Cena, AJ Styles? Where do you want to go with your potential link for next week? Okay, so after this match, AJ Styles uh, um, goes into Backlash, I believe, um, to face the then WWE champion, uh, Dean Ambrose. Um, I think this this was his first title run. Um, so... This whole kind of like three month period of, of, of 2016 WWE, it's got some pretty big moments. So you've got, like I said, Cena losing clean to AJ. You've got AJ then be, becoming, the, getting his first world title, his first WWE gold. Uh, but something happened um, the month before, in the essentially in the pay per view that leads into, into uh, SummerSlam. That pay per view was Battleground. Okay. And on Battleground was the first ever time on uh, uh, televised. I mean, I haven't checked the the kind of uh, the the house show loop, but the first ever televised time that all three of the members of the Shield faced each other in a match. Oh, interesting! So I want to go to that match where Dean Ambrose is defending his uh, his uh, WWE title. Um, He's basically got the the brand of SmackDown on his back because Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have both been drafted to Raw. So if he loses that match, the title essentially goes to Raw. Um, so yeah, I want to go back back a month to uh, Battleground 2016 and Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins in a triple threat for the WWE title. Why? Okay, that's that's interesting. That's interesting because I've gone kind of the shield route as well. But that's so weird, isn't it? That is weird. The shield. Now, obviously, yours is all three members of the shield facing off against each other. Mine is actually all three members of the shield as a team for what I think what I remember was the first time on okay. a pay per view. The link, just so you know how we get there. I mean, obviously, there's various different ways of getting there. Ambrose is on this show and so on. But the link I went with was the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn. The first wrestling event held at the Barclays Centre in Brooklyn was TLC uh, 2012. So that's where I've gone with the arena as my link. Okay. At TLC 2012, we saw The Shield, who were relatively new into, into the WWE, in a TLC match... And they faced Kane, Daniel Bryan, and Royback in a three-on-three TLC match. Oh, come on, folks. You cannot vote Ryback. If you vote Ryback, uh, uh, there's something incredibly wrong with you. I'm not looking at it from a Royback standpoint. I'm looking at it from... No, I'm I'm telling the the listeners and the the, the CWF, you cannot vote for Ryback. I go ahead and you're getting all salty, (laughs) ain't you? (laughs) No, Royback, no. no, Hell no. But you do get... Well, I said that, that, no, hell no. You get get Team Hell no, Kane and Daniel Bryan. Obviously, the the Shield as well. It's the first pay-per-view the Shield are together on 
It's a TLC contest as well. It goes for a decent amount of time. Uh, I will have not seen this since since it aired 10 years ago. So that's where I would like to go. That's where I think it'd be quite interesting. TLC match between The Shield and Team Halno and Ryback. TLC pay-per-view 2012. Really eerily interesting how we've not... I mean, again, for context, we do not uh, talk about our picks until this very moment. Mm-hmm. It's eerie that we've gone for The Shield. That's I mean, strange, the, isn't it? It's really this, weird. The, on this pay-per-view, there were 12 matches you could have we could have gone in any direction so might just put matt on time out for a second with those uh with those um feed me more uh messages you got five minutes uh time out there so uh yeah it's it's really strange that we've both gone down the same same uh mindset uh so either one of those is a great pick yeah pick man pick so <laughs> Magsy doing his snooker commentator thing into the microphone again. Oh, that's a bad miss if you pick Rao back. <laughs> so those are your options for next week's poll. Magsy's choice of the Shield facing off against each other. So Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins in a triple threat match, Battleground 2016 for the WWE Championship, wasn't it? Yes, that's it right, was. Yeah. That's right. And... The second option is a TLC match from the TLC 2012 pay-per-view. The Shield together as a team versus Kane, Daniel Bryan and Roy Back in a TLC match. You can vote in the poll on Twitter at chain underscore wrestling there. The poll is normally up Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Maxi, I suppose that's kind of it, isn't it, for this week? It certainly is, and what a great episode it's been. I had a, a hell of a lot of fun. Some amazing uh, um, uh, quotes and, and, and song lyrics from the, the, the CWF. You guys knock it out of the park every yes. single week. Um, yeah, I cannot thank you enough. You made this, this show what it is. Uh, you you are the stars of the show. It's as simple and clear as that. We're, we are just the, the mouthpieces. The ugly, yeah. ugly, ugly mouthpiece. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speak for yourself, mate. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I second everything you just said there, man. It's a, uh, it, they never let us down. They never let no. us down in the chat with the with the Twitter feedback, anything else. Again, I keep saying it over and over again. This is your show. The show mm-hmm. does not happen without you. And me and Magsy are so grateful that you make it happen by being yeah. here with us. It's absolutely, absolutely. superb. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye out for the poll when it comes out after the audio version, which this week will not be late. I apologise for last week's lateness with the audio version. Oh, he like, sent me a message as well. He's I'm like, oh, I was knackered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this this week's episode's g- going to be late. I'm like, okay, don't, don't worry about it. Real life happens. That's a quote I should actually send in the, yeah. the centre part. That is one of my mantras. Real laugh, real laugh first. Yeah, there you go. Magazine. Also, people, what a bunch of bastards. (laughs) Where can everyone, where can these people find you online, my friend? Well, you can find me there on Twitter at Podfather Mags, or you can find me on TikTok or Instagram as well. 
Mags All Pods is the is the handle for that. You've actually um, learned the handle this by this week, have you? I have. I am becoming. I am becoming a TikTok sensation, sir. Mate, you were <laughs> literally on a change in attitude this week. Going, I think my handle's this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how it's happened, but I. I'm just a charismatic son of a bitch. People have started to follow me. Um, there you go. But yeah, follow me on 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 Twitter, on TikTok, however you can get hold of me. I've got uh, plenty of content uh, all the way through the week because I'm just a, a sad, sad, lonely wrestling fan who likes to talk to people. <laughs> How, that was depressing. Have that a good was. day. Oh, I like to talk to people. <laughs> Oh dear me, dear me. You can find me online at SJP Words on Twitter. Uh Facebook, you've also got SJP all the shows and info, a little group in there. And that's where you can find links to uh wrestling content I do, Nitro Nights with our good friend Scottish Danny, tracing back through WCW from the first episode of Nitro onwards. That's awesome. uh, really enjoying that, really enjoying doing that with Scottish Danny. Oft, fantastic. Often imitated, never duplicated. Mate, the amount of, amount of podcasts me and you do that people have been ripping off, they all just want to fuck off, don't they? Yeah, it's and and big people as well. Uh going going off topic, the the same uh entity that that try to uh, take chain wrestling. I've done it again. They've uh, they're bringing okay. out a podcast called uh, Pillar to Post, um, and yet there's a very well established podcast also called Pillar to Post. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's almost like it's hard work doing a ten second check to see if there's a podcast name. Well, they just don't give a it. shit. Do they? they 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 think that they're the they're the, they're the big boys. They run roughshod over this community. Sod the smaller creators, I guess. We kind of drop into that bracket when in comparison, I suppose. But uh, our content's a million times better than them, so fuck them. <laughs> it is. It is. There we go. But it's not a competition. No, no, it's not. Which is a good thing for them because we'd win. Anyway, we um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, as I said, at SJP Words. The group on Facebook, SJP. All the shows and info, go and get involved there as well. And that's where you can find the links to Nitro Nights, looking back at WCW. You can find the links to the SJP pod when random episodes come out. If, you, if wrestling's not your thing, well, first of all, why are you listening to us tonight? But if wrestling's not your thing, there's a bit of charismatic sons of bitches, yeah. that's why. There's a bit of sci-fi time travel silliness as well with Dan Griffin with the Doctor Who pod I do there. And, and, and Tammy Whammy Sammy. That's right. And with Benny Mac, the Waiting Room podcast, looking back at Quantum Leap one episode at a time. Season two coming very, very soon. But most importantly, you can follow this show at Chain underscore wrestling on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and that TikTok thing of me magsy i'm off now to go and watch every single one of john cena's championship matches to see if i can fit it all in before i go to work tomorrow because i just i just oh, missed the guy back to back can you imagine back to back all those matches oh, the thing that's a, over and over again yeah that's a killer I don't envy you. <laughs> and with that we are out of here Bye-bye. i'll see you next week my friend i've got a few things to say to you basic stuff first never be cruel never be cowardly and never ever eat pears remember 
Hate is always foolish. Love is always wise. Always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind.